Bow your heads and pray with me, please. Dear good and gracious God, I pray that some word of mine will be some word of yours for someone of yours. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I heard a story of a man that worked in a big company. And he came home and he told his wife, he said, I've got some really good news. He said, I got a promotion. I'm now a vice president. So she congratulated him and said, well, that's really neat, honey. But her position kind of changed over the next six months because everywhere this gentleman went, he would kind of sneak it into the conversation that he was a vice president of a company. And so finally she decided she would have to talk to him about this and she said to him, she says, she said, you know, you really need to stop saying that about being a vice president because companies pass out vice presidents like candy. I mean, they're just out there everywhere. In fact, down at the grocery store, there's a vice president of peas. <laughs> and he looked at her and said, vice president of peas? Ah, you crazy, I don't believe that, you know. But he wanted to prove her wrong, so he stewed about it, okay, and he thought about it. So finally, he decided he's going to call the grocery store and just ask. So he called the grocery store, he rang him up, and, and so the lady answered the phone and said, uh, yes, may I help you? I need to direct you to what department? And he says, vice president of peas. And she paused for a moment and she said, would that be fresh or frozen? <laughs> well, <laughs> I believe he just received a lesson in humility, didn't he? Well, the gospel lesson for today is just that. It's a lesson in humility. You know, humility is mentioned nearly a hundred times in the Bible. But why is that? I believe it's because humility reflects God in a person in the form of Jesus, who himself was the most humble. Matthew eleven twenty nine 29 reads, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will rest and you will find rest for your soul Jesus wants us to be connected to him like ox are connected by a yoke but not because he wants it to be burdensome and difficult he wants the yoke to be easy and gentle and humble when you're connected with the Lord but you know I did some research and humility is also associated with wisdom Proverbs 11.2 says, when pride come, comes, then comes disgrace. But with humility comes wisdom. Just like the vice president in my story, when he was boastful and prideful, he eventually experienced disgrace. And hopefully, I don't know if he did, but from, being, from knowing this, then he became humbled and became more wise because of it. I also found that in 11, that this Proverbs 11.2 to me is really true because I thought back in my own life and I thought the wisest people that I've ever met were also some of the most humble people I've ever met. But how did they get to be so wise and yet still be so humble? Well, if you're looking for answers for anything, you can turn to the Bible and that's what I did. Proverbs 15:33 answers this question perfectly. It says, the fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom and before honor is humility as I was preparing for this message it talked about a table and humility and and um, it made me recall a scene 
from one of my favorite movies. And uh, this movie came to mind, the movie Scrooge, as everybody in here saw the movie Scrooge or read the book. Well, you may recall that Scrooge's employee's name was Bob Cratchit. And the scene that I'm going to refer to was Bob Cratchit's family's Christmas dinner. Scrooge, as you may recall, paid Bob Cratchit so poorly that his family barely had enough to eat. And poor Mrs. Cratchit had to stretch a dollar and, and she just did the best that she could with what little she had to prepare the meal. And after the meal was done came the dessert and wow what a dessert it was. It was her famous flaming pudding. Remember that? She come carrying it out and it's flaming. And as she carried it to the table all the family especially Tiny Tim were licking their lips with excitement. I don't think they got too many desserts. But she places it on the table, and it's still flaming, and she grabs her plates, and she starts cutting the pieces, and she hands them to her left all around the table until it got passed around all to her eldest daughter. And then her eldest daughter noticed something, and that is that her mother did not have any. And she said to her, she says, Mother, you haven't gotten any. And Mrs. Cratchit, not trying to draw any attention to herself, said, Okay, I, I don't want any. I'm, I'm trying, you know, I, I, I just don't care for any. But the daughter then says to her, have a piece of mine. And the mother grabs her spoon and says, okay, maybe just a spoonful. It's a scene that could easily have been passed over if you weren't paying attention. However, it's obvious that Mrs. Cratchit did not have enough pudding for everyone to have a piece. And so she decided to put their own needs, or their needs, above her own, and for her to do without. To me, her humbleness was a very memorable scene. I know this is just a movie or a story, but many of the most humble and wise characters in some of my favorite shows, and that I've enjoyed over the years, have this same characteristic. Such shows as The Waltons, Little House on the Prairie, and my favorite movie of all time, It's a Wonderful Life. They all seem to have common characteristics, and that is, number one, especially the women in these shows, have a relationship with the Lord. And they're also, every one of them, very humble. And each one of them puts other people's needs before their own. They also seem to be wise, but in a quiet kind of a way. You know, these are only shows, but... I believe that we've all known people who were wise and humble like the characters that I've just mentioned. People who think daily of others before they think of themselves. Philippians 2.3 says, don't do anything only to get ahead. Don't do it because you're proud. Instead, be free of pride and think of others as better than yourselves. What a wonderful world it would be if we did that. But we don't always do that, do we? And sometimes we even find it hard to do that. But we're in good company. Because you may recall that James and John came to Jesus and said, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. And he said to them, What do you want me to do for you? And they replied, Permit one of us to sit at your right and the other at your left in your glory. And as the gospel lesson said today, they were jockeying for position. Jesus is and should always be our role model. 
you recall that the night before his crucifixion, he humbled himself and he washed the disciples' feet. And by doing so, he was teaching them and teaching us that we should think of others before ourselves. Now, I'm not suggesting that we have a foot washing up here today, but um, it does mean that we need to be reminded of this and to be humble. We need to think of others as better than ourselves and to put them first. As we begin our week, let's look to Jesus as a role model, and it will help us to get rid of our pride and help us to be humble. And in the next week, let's look for opportunities to put others before ourselves. Not for pride, but because our Savior taught us that this is the right thing to do. Then after that, God promises this, that he will honor us. And I have a song for you that I'd like to share with you. It's actually more of a recitation. And it's called The Father's Table Grace. And it reminds me so much of the words that we're talking about here today. So I'd like to share that with you. As we sit at the table, our families' heads bowed low. My thoughts return to childhood and the finest man I know. He doesn't speak good English, he's just a simple man. But when he's talking to the Lord, even a little child can understand. I was young and reckless, but the thought still comes to me. When I told my dad, I felt that I was old enough to leave. He sat there at the table, and a look came on his face. And he never spoke another word till he said the table grace. He said, our gracious and heavenly Father, we're all humbled and gathered here today to give thee thanks for blessings, so humbly we pray. My oldest son, he's leaving, but I'm sure he knows what's best. But just in case, would you stand by and help him stand the test? Lord, he's awful neglectful about church on Sunday morn. And if he gets with the wrong crowd, would you let him hold your arm? And if he flies too high, would you clip his wings? But don't let him fall too hard, Lord. You can handle these things. I've tried my best from day to day to teach him right from wrong. And he's grown to be a fine young man. And he's always blessed our home. We pray thee for guidance that he won't build upon the sand. But we won't worry half as much, Lord, if we know he's in your hands. And oh yes, Lord, it won't be long till I'll be coming home. Don't make me wait too long. We beg thee, Lord, for, for guidance. Please cleanse us from our sins so we all can meet in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. The table was silent as tears went down my face. And from that day on, I based my life on Father's table grace. Amen. <laughs>